What is up, everyone? Max here, the Celeb Talk Guy. In today's podcast episode, we have some unbelievable 90 Day Fiance drama. And at the end of the podcast, we can catch up on some personal stuff going on in my life. But first, let's talk about the important, the entertaining, the interesting stuff going on with 90 Day Fiance. Last night, 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After was on. And oh my God, if Kalani's dad you know, do something physically dangerous to Asuelu, I might. And I know Asuelu is about twice my size, but I can't stand to see it anymore. He is just unbelievable. For those of you that missed last night's episode, you know, we all know the whole deal. Kalani and Asuelu, they have been fighting religiously about a million different things. You know, I can't even really pinpoint it on one single thing. And in last night's episode, Kalani and Asuelu and Kalani's mom, they made it over to California. They're staying in an Airbnb for Oliver, Kalani, and Asuelu's son's birthday. And, it, you know, it looked like it was going to be a really good time. However, after they got to the Airbnb... Asuelu had a fit and he was acting like a five-year-old baby. He was acting unbelievably immature and he got really upset. He was mad about a million different things. He packed up his bag, he grabbed his phone, he walked out the door and he walked down to the bus stop and he was acting like he was literally going to take the bus all the way back from California to Utah. He had no idea what he was doing. He ended up at going to some hotel, staying there, hanging out, and Kalani kept trying to reach out to him, according to Kalani, and she was saying that Asuelu would give her an address and say, hey, I'm over here at this address, and then she would drive there, and he wouldn't be there. And supposedly, Asuelu gave Kalani three fake addresses. Yeah, three. So, I mean, if I was Kalani at her the first fake address, I would have said, hey, F you, Asuelu, and you can just go screw yourself. Sorry, I know, a little bit explicit, but you can go screw yourself and just, you know, I don't even care. You can come back to Utah if you want, but I am not picking you up and I am certainly not bringing you back to my house. So I, you know, I'm at a loss for words of what is going through with Asuelu. Now, sure, you guys can say, hey, he's probably homesick. He's an immature person and a million other things. I just think what he is doing is inappropriate. It's wrong. It's just, it's wrong on so many different levels. It's wrong if you are Kalani, if you are married to this guy. It's even wrong if you are his two kids. So now he's being a bad husband. He's being a bad father. He's being a bad son-in-law because he was swearing at Kalani, called her a bitch in front of Kalani's mom. He's just being a bad son-in-law, dad, father, every, it's horrible. I mean, so I, last night's episode, it was painful to watch. I was sick to my stomach. I had a migraine. I thought I was going to throw up and, you know, nothing really even happened. At the end of their little segment, finally, Kalani and kind of a Kalani's dad, they kind of convinced him to come out because it was Oliver's birthday party and they had guests there at the actual birthday party and all the guests were like, where is Asuelu? And he was hiding in his bedroom playing video games. So finally he came out, he was kind of being cordial, kind of, he was just, you know, whatever, trying to go along for the birthday party, he was being okay. And Asuelu's dad said, hey, look, I'm going to be normal and cordial because it is my grandson's birthday. However, in the future, if you do this again, I swear to God, I am going to hurt you. And I know violence is never the answer, but 
We need to somehow find a way to get through this guy's head and just say, hey, you need to act up or you need to get the hell out of here. And I think the only solution, honestly, is that he needs to get the hell out of here. I don't think he's a good guy. I don't think he's a good husband. I don't think he's a good dad. Now, of course, off screen, off camera, you know, when 90 Day Fiance isn't there filming, maybe the guy's a phenomenal dad. But just from what I can see, his tendencies, he just doesn't seem to be a genuine, sincere, mature enough guy to be a husband and a father. That's just my take. Maybe he's fantastic. Who really knows? But I just, I don't love the guy. And I, I was never a big fan of Kalani. But after last night's episode, I felt bad for her. I felt bad for the family. And I don't think this is going to end well. And if that wasn't bad enough, we also saw Debbie, Colt, and Colt's new girlfriend at the time of filming, Jess, you know, they all got together. Colt and Debbie, you know, De Colt's mom, they went um, over to Brazil. They left Vegas. They flew to Brazil, 14-hour flight. Surprisingly, it was Debbie's first time leaving the country. But anyway, they made it to Brazil. Guess who was there to pick them up at the airport? Yeah, Jess, Colt's new girlfriend at the time of filming. And I know I keep saying that because... We all know in present day, Jess and Colt are not together. So watching their little segment is kind of just a waste of time, but it is entertaining and it's kind of interesting to see. So they get to Brazil, they're at the airport, and they just start making out. That's basically what happens. And that is what I wanted to talk about on my YouTube channel, but I couldn't because I think words like making out and kiss and stuff like that can kind of, you know, get you in trouble and YouTube will kind of flag your account. So I can't even say stuff like that on YouTube, but on the podcast, I can say whatever I want. So they got to the airport in Brazil. Jess was standing there. Her and Colt start making out. And yeah, you throw up. It was disgusting. Now, I'm not a big person for seeing anyone. Girl, boy, girl, girl, boy, boy. I don't like seeing anyone, you know, gay, straight, anything to kiss. I'm not into it. I just don't like seeing other people's PDA. It's not really my style. It's usually kind of disgusting. And then when you throw someone like Colt in the mix, yeah, it's extremely disgusting. Let's be real here. You know, it's not very a pleasant sight to see. So they were making out. It was disgusting. They were holding hands. Colt was kissing her hand. And, you know, Debbie was behind them. She was basically in the middle of it. And I don't blame her to be upset to a certain degree. Now, if I was Debbie, I wouldn't even be there, number one, because it's like this is Colt's third or fourth time, if even, meeting Jess and being with Jess. So I wouldn't even have been there because there's no reason, time, or place for her to be in the situation. But if I was there and I was Debbie and I was in the middle of it, I would probably just be a little bit more polite and say, hey, can you guys just wait until we get to the hotel room to, you know, kiss and cuddle and do whatever you want to do? But for now, can you guys be cordial and just not, you know, be all romantic and weird? That is what I would have done. Debbie, on the other hand, flipped out. She went crazy. She was having like a panic attack. And now I don't know if she was having a legitimate panic attack because she was in a different country. It was all different. I can kind of almost resonate to that in a certain extent, but she was freaking out. And I think she was honestly just freaking out because Colt is with this new woman. At one point, you know, her and Colt were talking about naming their kids, which that that's a really bizarre thing to talk about, but who even cares? You know, it's their relationship. Let them do what they want to do. We all know they aren't together anymore, so who even cares? But Debbie was going crazy. She was freaking out. Finally, they got to the hotel, and to make, you know, things even worse, they're basically sharing, like, a condo-style, like, like, almost like an apartment-style hotel. It is a big room with two rooms and I think just one bathroom. That is what they're sharing. 
So it's basically just a two-bedroom, one-bath hotel. That is it. And of course, Jess and Colt and even uh, Colt's mom, Debbie, were just like, we got to share a room? I mean, because, you know, there is a door. They're not totally sharing, but, you know, it still is awkward. And Jess was saying, you know, she wants to sleep with Colt, and it's kind of extremely awkward. And even Debbie was like, this is just weird. This is bizarre. And it's going to kind of ruin the whole trip. But they got to the hotel, Debbie just passed out, she went to bed, she was freaking out, and Jess, you know, went up to her when she was laying in her bed and said, hey, Debbie, do you want us to help you? Do you want us to do anything? And Debbie just said, get out of my room right now, and I need to sleep for the next, you know, couple minutes, and if I don't go to sleep in about 30 minutes, you and Colt are going to have to take me to the hospital, because she was just freaking out. I don't know what the hell sleeping for 10 or 20 minutes is actually going to do, you know, compared to someone bringing you to the hospital, but that's according to Debbie. So Debbie, she was freaking out. It was ridiculous. It was weird. And that was pretty much all we got to see in the preview for the next episode. It looks like Debbie kind of has a little bit of a grudge and, and some heat and some hate towards Jess. She doesn't like her, and I guess Colt was kind of trying to be in the middle and trying to kind of connect the two, but I don't think he ever really does that because Debbie, let's be real guys, isn't going to like anyone that Colt is ever dating, even though it looked like Debbie actually kind of liked Vanessa, quote-unquote friend, who he did have sex with, so they're not really too close to friends, they're more maybe friends with benefits, I guess, but it did seem like Debbie liked her, but we all know with Larissa and now Jess, Debbie does not like them. And we saw Paul and Corinne last night, and guys, ugh, oh my god, I feel so bad. I feel bad for Paul, I feel bad for Corinne, I feel bad for Paul's mom, I feel bad for Pierre. I can't even imagine what's going to happen to that poor baby. I mean, he is in the middle of a mess. He, you know, I think he has a really great mom who cares and is nice. But the problem I have with Corinne is this, she's just kind of rude. Now, I get it. She's with Paul. Paul is a god-awful. You know, he's just, he's immature. He's in his 30s. He has no money, but we've all been down on our luck, so I can't totally give him too much hate. And the thing I can say about Paul is he is really trying. He is trying. In the last episode, he was trying to get a place for them to live. He was grocery shopping. He was trying to get stuff for Corinne. I mean, the guy does kind of give a crap, it seems, you know, but it's like, Karenny is just sick and tired, and he made a bad decision by coming to America without any money. He should have worked in Brazil, whether it was for an extra month or an extra six months or even an extra year. He should have worked for a certain amount of time, saved a decent amount of money, and then come to America with at least, you know, a couple thousand plus dollars, maybe $5,000 plus, maybe $10,000, so they can afford an apartment, food, to live on their own for a couple months, and then he can go and get his job in America and make some money. But it sounds like he just doesn't have much money. They're really low on him. You know, they don't have anything. He doesn't even have any income. So Karini is pissed. They went and looked at some trailers, which honestly, one of them didn't look too terribly bad. One was actually a mobile trailer, but the other one was an extremely beat up old trailer that just sits on a concrete slab, and, and it was really old. Wouldn't be a bad place to live if you fix it up, make it look nice. You know, it'd be probably cheap, you know, cost of living, but I don't think he has any money to fix it up, so that probably wouldn't work. So it was just a mess. And Karini wasn't having it. Karini said that she wanted a white picket fence, a couple bedroom house, 
big yard, which, hey, we all want that, but you have to make money to have that. And, you know, obviously Paul isn't. So I don't know why Paul hasn't even mentioned getting a job. Like, is he trying to get a job? Is he calling around to get a job? I don't know. Uh, you know, one of you guys mentioned a couple days ago when I was talking about how he has no income, and you guys did say, well, he probably gets paid something from TLC, which that actually probably is the truth. So they probably have some money. I mean, I mean they did go grocery shopping. They probably spent a couple hundred dollars there. They must have something. So maybe this whole thing on how he is completely flat on his ass broke is kind of a stretch. He probably has something, but it sounds like he doesn't have much. And Corinne, she wasn't having it. She was upset. And I do think that Corinne does stay in America with their son, but I don't know. I mean, I, I deep down, I think that she is still here. We've seen proof on social media. It looks like she's still around. But with the current situation going on the show, I only can help but thank, you know, God, how or why would she stay? But I don't know. It looks like on Instagram that she is still here, so I can only assume. And we saw Tanya and Senjin. And if you guys remember Tanya and Senjin, they were like two seasons ago of 90 Day Fiance. Senjin's from South Africa. Tanya's from Connecticut. God-awful couple. They're weird because... They, in one way, they're kind of actually a good couple because they, they're, they're both in certain aspects. Go with the flow. They're kind of free spirits. But in a lot of other aspects, Tanya is kind of a control freak. So they have a, uh, you know, they're like oil and water. They kind of yin-yang. It's not really a great mix. And they do a lot of fighting. Well, you know, Tanya, she's really upset that now Senjin has a drinking problem. Well, the truth is, the guy has always kind of had a big drinking problem. The guy has always partied like crazy. He is, a, you know, kind of a big partier. That's just the truth. And it seemed like he always was a big partier. The fact is, Tanya met the guy at a bar. So what do you expect? And the guy is clearly, in my opinion, uh, some form of an alcoholic. I really do think the guy is an alcoholic. And I think he has a drinking problem. So I'm not against Tanya saying, hey, Sanjin, you have a problem. I just don't get why she has to act like it's some new thing. The guy has always been an alcoholic. I mean, he was talking about drinking beer at 10 a.m. Okay, that's probably not the best sign. You know, it's not healthy. It's not good. It's not normal. So, but I'm not one to judge. He can do whatever he wants. But that's the situation. Tanya was mad. Then he was mad because Tanya, you know, really wants them to stay in the States. I don't know if it's going to be in Connecticut or somewhere else, but she wants to stay in America. And Sinjin, who is from South Africa, does not want to stay in America at all. And he wants to raise kids somewhere else. And he wants to go with, you know, go, you know, be by the water. And, and Tanya really doesn't. So they were fighting about that. And, and it came down to where they were at dinner. And Sinjin basically just said, hey, if you want to have kids and raise them in America, you will not have kids with me. I will leave. I will not do it. I will divorce you. And Tanya was flipped out. Now, it also sounds like in present day, they are still together. They're still married. And I'm not very shocked. I think they're probably going to stay together for the next couple years. And then that will kind of play out how that works. Because you have to remember, Tanya desperately wants to have kids. And Sinjin, I think, doesn't really. I think he would have a kid or two if she really pushed him. But I don't think he's like desperately wanting to have kids. And I think he really wants to leave America. So if Tanya makes him stay here, I wouldn't be shocked if he just leaves. Honestly, I think he's kind of close to his breaking point. He's not, not at his breaking point, but he's pretty close to his breaking point where he would probably just leave, not now, but in a couple of years. 
Then we also saw Angela and Michael. Angela, she made it to Nigeria. It was cool to see, you know, Michael rented a house. The house looked really good. And, of course, there was a rat in the house, but that's just typical anywhere. So there was a rat. It was, thank God, it was in a trap. And so they caught it. They, you know, got it out. Michael, it was, it was actually kind of funny to see. Michael's kind of flirting with Angela, joking around. It was cute. You know, and I, I honestly, they fight a lot. They used to fight a lot. But, you know... I kind of like them too. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just that the couples on the show have gotten so bad over the years that now it's like Angela and Michael are my favorite couple. But, you know, one of you guys were asking me a couple days ago who was my favorite couple. And I think at the moment that, that people that we're actually seeing on the show in present day, besides, you know, pillow talk and everything, my favorite couple might be Angela and Michael because they seem kind of real. They're crazy. They're loud. They're all over the place. Angela loves the drama. I think she kind of even likes fake drama, but she does seem to really, truly love Michael. And I think Michael, oddly enough, also loves Angela. So I kind of like them together. I wish them nothing but the best. And it sounds like that they are going to go through and actually get married. And that's the whole reason why Angela is even in Nigeria, to, you know, marry Michael. So I think that she's going to pull the trigger and marry the guy. And I kind of actually want to see Michael come over to America. I would love to see how that all plays out. And that's about it on the 90 Day Fiance stuff for the day. On to the personal stuff. For those of you guys that watched the Married at First Sight special last Wednesday, I just want to give you guys a shout out and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you guys are wondering, will I be back on the Married at First Sight show at some point? I can only hope and cross my fingers. Maybe. I don't even know. Honestly, I haven't heard anything. I would love to be back on it. The people that did the show were just incredibly amazing. Kevin Frazier, just a rock star of a person. I mean, just unbelievably incredibly nice and cool and he was just a professional I mean you couldn't have gotten anyone cooler than Kevin Frazier really honestly people always say Seacrest and you know people like that that are really big in the TV space but Kevin Frazier is a kind of guy that he's professional he is smooth he is slick he was just awesome to work with that day it was a blast I mean it was a dream come true really he's one of my you know, inspirations, and I never even got to tell him that, but it was really fun to do. It was a blast, and the coolest thing about the whole show is that is one of my favorite shows ever. I love Married at First Sight. I am going to keep watching it. I am going to keep covering it. I don't know any spoilers. That's another thing I wanted to mention to you guys. A lot of you guys asked, do you have any spoilers? Sadly, no. I don't have the first clue. I don't. That's all I knew what happened on that last episode you guys saw. That's all I know, but I'll tell you guys what. The, from what I have seen, you know, and the commercials for Married at First Sight and just the, the sneak peeks and whatnot for this new season, this might be one of the best seasons ever. I mean, this is just, it makes me like happy. I can't even, I can't even explain it. 90 Day Fiance, I love, I love that show so much, but every year we get more people like Brittany and Yazin and whoever else that just goes on this show to become famous. Married at First Sight is like, they do an unbelievable job. And I'm not just saying this. They do an unbelievable job filtering out the people that really want to get married and the people that just want to go on for the fame. Now, of course, a couple, you know, every once in a while, people do slip through the cracks. People that just want to become famous. They don't really want to be, get married or whatever. But I'm telling you, they just do a really good job of picking legitimate people that want to be married. Now, no, not everyone stays married. Of course, it's not, not possible. They, they actually, they have a pretty relatively low success rate. I think it's like 10 or 15% success rate of people that get married and stay married. But they have a lot of just a real relatable people that aren't just, you know, 
like trying to go on for fame. That's what bugs me so much about 90 Day Fiance. So Married at First Sight, I mean, these sneak peeks, you guys, we already know that there's five couples, and I've heard that two of the couples already know each other. I think it is the Amelia and Bennett, the kind of hipstery couple, and then I believe it is also Karen knows Miles. Karen is a 30-year-old, and Miles, is, I think he's 26, so they have the four-year age gap. And, you know, Married at First Sight kept leaking. You know, they kept, you know, doing these commercial sneak peek things of, I believe it was Karen saying, I think I know him. His name is Miles. I don't like him. And if that is the case, eh, not good. I actually liked Miles. From what I saw of Miles, I liked him. I think he is a teddy bear. He's a nice guy. He's got a big heart, had a great mom. He He's raised, you know, in a, in a phenomenal way. He just seemed like a really cool, sincere guy. Like a guy... That he's gonna be a friend for life. He's you know he's gonna be there for life. He's a genuine, nice, cool guy. And Karen, I have no comment. I don't have anything good. I don't have anything bad. I don't. I don't have know enough about her yet. She seemed a little too shy for Miles because Miles seemed shy, and I think Miles wants him a little more outgoing. And Karen seems really shy. But Karen, she seemed to actually have a really big heart. She seemed nice. And I think her roots, you know, her inside roots, the thing about her that actually matters, her heart, her personality, her just morals, those seem good. I don't know, you know, if she's going to be loud enough for them and if the age is going to be bad enough to make them end their marriage. But the important things in a relationship, like I said, morals, you know, things of that nature, she seems honest, she seems real, she has a good job. That is the kind of stuff. I think she's even religious, but that's a big part for Miles too. So that is going to be good. But so they know each other, and so do Amelia and Bennett. And I'm just, I can't even put it into words how excited I am. The next episode's coming out on Wednesday, so I'm going to watch it, going to cover it, and it is going to be a blast. So guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching that Married at First Sight special. I'll keep you guys in touch, of course, if anything else comes back, if they ever ask me to come back on the show and if they if I ever go on another show I will let you guys know but I can tell you one thing Married at First Sight it's an awesome show if you guys don't watch it make sure to check it out it's on at I want to say eight o'clock eight maybe nine I want to go with eight though eight o'clock eastern time on every Wednesday night on Lifetime channel and it's just I'm telling you watch 90 Day Fiance I'm telling you you will love Married at First Sight so that is pretty much it for the day we have a new episode of 90 Day Fiance on tonight, 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, I believe, and it will be solid. I will keep you guys in touch on that episode. I don't have any spoilers, no sneak peeks. I don't love those couples besides Kenneth and Armando. Everyone else, I'm kind of just iffy on. I don't love all of them, but we will play it out. Maybe this season will be pretty good, hopefully. Fingers crossed, you guys. I need some entertainment. So, guys, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I do have one favor to ask you. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please go into the review section and leave me a review. Of course, if it is positive. If it's not positive, well, then maybe don't leave a review. But if you like the podcast, if you enjoy listening to it, please leave me a review. It helps the podcast. It helps me, and I greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a fantastic day, and stay tuned for many more podcast episodes.